she isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Tonight, we've got Jason Chapman, executive boss guy here at Global News Radio, and Tasha Kierden, one of uh, our teammates here, who you can hear noon to two on Global News Radio 640. And yes, we all answer to Jason. Hi, guys. Yeah, that, that's on the boss. <laughs> hey, by the way, represent yeah. tonight in London, Ontario, guys. Represent in London, Ontario. You How's the snow? How's the snow? It's gone. Thank goodness it's gone. And I am sitting outside right now because my kids sleep inside. It's freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tash. I talked over you. Wow. No, I just seen all of it. There's snow. I'm still looking at the here in Toronto. I know. It's all all green and wet here and dirty. Let's start with um, John Tory reminding folks to take part in an online consultation by the feds on a handgun ban. We all know we'll do absolutely zilch to stop all the gun violence. We all know that. Well, I know that. I am telling you categorically. Um, But I want to play you John Tory and the spin versus what we heard last night from uh, Superintendent Rod Tavner, who uh, the the. The, the degree of differentiation between the mayor and one of Toronto's top cops on this issue is pretty noticeable. Take a listen. Some people are buying tin handguns perfectly legally, filling out the paperwork and then trafficking those guns to criminals. And so if you ban the sale of handguns in Toronto, uh, then I think what you're going to do is at least make a contribution to those guns not falling into the wrong hands. You know what? I said it last week and I'll say it again. I'm pissed off that, that the people of this community have to put up with this and you know there are good people in this area 99% of these people are good people that are living in these communities so I'll start with you on this Tasha because I know I know what Jason's going to say but John Tory is using a talking point that is not only outdated it is not even remotely accurate on the fact that domestic guns are being taken and used in crimes and then you've got this cop who's just fed up because they know their hands are tied by politics. Right. And it's funny because um, actually our other colleague, Matt Gurney, did a piece on this a while ago, debunking this notion that people are rapidly reselling their guns. In fact, the 1,700 guns that were seized last year, only 300 were traceable to Canada or the U.S. We have no proof. There's no establishment for what John Tory is saying, this idea that, you know, gun owners are flipping their guns. Um, The reality is that, you know, the police are frustrated because they are unable to get cooperation from the community necessary to stop the gang violence that's taking place. You can't prosecute cases, you can't make arrests, you can't do these kinds of things um, if you don't have that cooperation. And at the same time, they also don't have other tools that they have, such as carding, for example, anymore. Um, and so they really feel that they are, you know, uh, their hands are tied in both places. They, they can't have the carrot, and they can't have the stick, and they don't know what to do, and there are fewer police on the streets than there were before. So I think this is where, uh, you know, John Tory's idea of gun ban will solve problems would ring hollow to me if I were a cop, too. Yeah, well, J- Jason, it, it doesn't just ring hollow. It's just, it, it's insulting, I think, to these communities, because I've covered these crimes for a really long time, and yeah. nothing has changed as far as the politics of this. You get all lip service, you get sound bites, but handgun bans will not stop the, the gangsters from killing each other and shooting over children's heads. Okay, so let's go through some facts here. John Tory's remark this morning was dumb. I will absolutely concede <laughs> that point. I listened to his news conference live. It was dumb. I adore and love you, though. The fact that there are fewer police on the streets, that is not true. Police forces continue to grow. 
I'm going to tell you guys an anecdote story, which I hate doing. I fired my first handgun this past summer. It terrified me. Nobody needs a handgun. Ban the sale of handguns. They're unnecessary. And here's where I think we need to be Nobody mature. needs a Hummer either. Are you going to ban those? I mean, no, there are I'm lots gonna, of people And I'm not going to go down the road. No one needs vegans, and we have those. We oh, need here. vegans, we need Hummer. I mean, you're right. We don't need a whole bunch of things. But that thing gave me power like I didn't have before I had the gun in my hand. And I suppose so does a Hummer. But I'm not going to ban a Hummer because our cities are poorly designed, and we need crappy cars to get around in them. Actually, so a lot of people ban them on environmental terms. You know, so sure. I'm so just saying, Jason. I mean, you're not wrong, Tash. I don't love the fact we get in cars all the time. I wish that cities were designed better. I don't need handguns to get through my day-to-day life if I live in Burlington and commute into Toronto, or if I live in Strasbourg and come into London. I need a car to do that. I don't need a handgun for anything. Ban them, and then let's have a separate conversation about what to do with thugs who use guns, however they get them. Please, well, please, well, yeah, we'll put them in jail for separate conversations. This is the thing. They're not buying them. The people you're talking about are not going to be affected by the handgun ban yeah. because they're not buying them from exactly. legal licensed places. Uh, you know, I had several callers today call in and say, look, uh, my handgun is in a safe, locked in a concrete, you know, uh, thing in my house. I mean, they, they have so many regulations around them that people who are law-abiding citizens with guns respect, but non-law-abiding ones won't care whether they're legal or not. Uh, they will listen And by the I way... Uh, all of these points, but nobody is locked up in a concrete box. Why do you need it? You it doesn't matter, but, but Jason, the the the, this, the the proof is in the fact that, uh, you know, out of all the trials I covered, only one case in 20 years has been involving a handgun by a legal owner that shot off and hit someone walking up Young Street. That is the only case I can recall. So I'm going to move on from this because I want to talk sure. about um, Viggo Morgensen. But again, to me, I just think this lip service by both the feds and John Tory, it's just a hollow soundbite promise that will change nothing in the city. Uh, moving forward. All right. I want to talk about this story because Oscar-nominated actor Viggo Mortensen, who is an amazing actor, he doesn't do huge kind of commercial films in Hollywood, but he's done some very good, solid films. He kind of is very selective about what he does. Well, my wife just told me he was Strider, right? From Lord of the Rings. So he's done... Well, okay, yes. Yeah, sorry, he is. I just didn't see that series. Um, he's apologizing for using the N-word during a panel discussion on Wednesday following the screening of his new film, Green Book. And it was about a discussion about race in America following a screening uh, that was put on by the film company. And he said the actual word, Jason. So is yeah. there, even if you're putting in context, because I'm not going to say it, obviously, but he was ta- they were talking about race relations. And he used the word in the sense of, we don't say blank anymore. Right. And he's in a lot of trouble for that. Is there no appropriate or ever uh, a- an allowable use of that word? Yeah, there are cases where I think it's important to use that word in its entirety. This is not one of them. This was totally unnecessary. And fortunately, he has said, I'm sorry. I was passionate and trying to make a point. I screwed up, and I will never use that word ever again. So cases close for me. Right. People screw up, and I mean, literally, I love on social media to jump down people's throats. But in this case, he really screwed up. He really recognizes he screwed up. And I will give him that forgiveness, but I'm a white dude, and there may be other people who have real issue with this and want to take him to task further. For me, I get he thinks he knows 
he made a huge mistake. Yeah, but Tasha, here's the thing. You know, he's talking about a serious issue and saying a word in context, not to not to prostitute the word, not to embellish the word, not to use it carelessly. He was making a point. Whereas you still got entertainers out there still using the word for music and in artistic um, in artistic purposes. So again, some will say. Um, I will say, though, that it is a different thing uh, if a black person uses the word. And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, there are words we should ban forever from our language. But the sensitivity around that word is such that uh, if a person who is not black, like Wiggo Mortison, utters it, um, it will suck all the oxygen out of the room. People will not take it the same way. It's not being used in, I would say, not even self-deprecating. That's making too can't, light. Can't, of can't no one but, just use the word? I mean, can't um, no? Well, I mean, the, he could have said the word the N word. He could have said that. Yeah, but can't but, everybody just use the N? I mean, it's just do we, can't we just all stop using it? It's yeah, a gross I, I word. It's a too. gross I, word. Listen, I think like, it was the, the the movie itself tackles the issue of racism. Green Book is a movie about uh, literally a Green Book uh, that was designed to alert um, travelers, black travelers in the United States, to places where they could stay and where they'd face discrimination. And that's sort of the subtext of the book, of the movie, is about attacking racism, exposing it. And I think Mortensen, um, you know, I don't don't think he's for shock value. I think he wasn't thinking, honestly, about the effect that it would have. And he realizes now what it does. So, you know, it's like saying uh, Adolf Hitler did some good things. There, <laughs> there's some things that you just don't say. Yeah. You just don't, like, you don't, don't know. Like, no, there's just no, it's no. Yeah. So this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Natasha, I, or uh, Alex, I wish that every community, I literally wish the word would go away mm. from hip-hop, from rap. From yeah. every, I wish it would, because I love rap and hip-hop. But it, I, I, it just doesn't fit right with me at all. And I understand I'm a white dude from Toronto, so I don't fully get the culture where it's coming from. But I still, I just hate it. And I love hip hop and rap, but I hate yeah. hearing that word. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I'm, like hearing it either. But at the same time, it is uttered um, in different contexts and people don't take it the same way. Things yeah. are contextual. And this is the context where it just did not fit. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I got to leave it there. But I thank you so much for sharing your Friday. And I order you to uh, open that beer. It is so cold out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get a sweater. Oh, you are such a girl. Weather, it's cold. <laughs> All right. Go get some. Uh, Good night. Get a hot toddy or something. <laughs> in Thanks, guys. <laughs> that is uh, Jason Chapman uh, joining us and Tasha Kierden. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.